0: I always say, the wrestlers provide the music, and the announcers write the lyrics. You have to feel what you're seeing and experiencing to write the best lyrics. That's a quote from Jim Ross, maybe the greatest wrestling announcer of all time. And as pertains to announcers, WWE is shaking things up. Again, I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Adnan Burke's recent departure from WWE and where WWE goes from here. John Smith is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show from May 26, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit for pro wrestling news to bring you the truth. All right, John, we're powered by the Eastern Observer. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Always good to be on the show. Absolutely. So the big news
0: story that broke yesterday, among other news stories, but the biggest one, I think, is that WWE and Adnan Virk have parted ways. And this comes after just seven weeks together. He started the day after WrestleMania. He did seven weeks of programming, and that was it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a very short marriage. To be honest with you, he was just another Michael Cole clone to me, like Todd Phillips and a couple other guys whose names I don't even remember. It's just a little too generic for my taste, but I figured that would be right up Vince's alley, so... I was uh, confused by this one.
0: Yeah, so here's the situation. And, and Adnan Verk, just to give people some background on him, he's got an interesting career. He worked for ESPN for many years and then he was let go on February 1st, of 2019, for leaking information to the media. He was the longtime host of Baseball Tonight. So while now Verk has an expanded portfolio of things that he does, he works, I think, at the zone and other things and has this WWE job, or had, he was let go yesterday. They said, WWE and Adnan Verk have mutually agreed to part ways. WWE thanks Adnan for his work. And then Verk said on Twitter that the weekly travel, along with his many other jobs, was a grind for him and his family. So it's mutually agreed to part ways. Maybe that's exactly what happened here. But, WWE did not wish him the best in his future endeavors. They just (laughs) said,
1: thanks. Yeah. I guess you have to be there for a certain period of time to be wished the best in your future endeavors. I don't know. It was interesting because there were people that gave him credit for
0: the work that he did. He came into a very difficult situation because he wasn't a wrestling guy. He didn't know wrestling well. And so he came in and tried to do that job. And people said that he was very committed to learning and very committed to getting better and stuff like that. But you know what? He didn't. <laughs> he just didn't get better. If there's people out there that think Monday Night Raw is not good, replacing Adnan Burke's not going to make it better.
1: Yeah, unless you're putting in Moro Ronaldo, that might put more uh, eyes on, on the product. But you know, they sure, need they sure. need better angles to, to draw people in there, not a commentary shakeup. Do you have thoughts on
0: who from
1: the WWE list of announcers
0: should take that spot?
1: You know, I'm not too familiar with all their names, but I I really like the guy that does NXT, Vic Joseph. I'd rather him stay on NXT. I I could see them calling him up. I could see them moving Michael Cole back over and then switching switching it up on SmackDown, because I think in their minds, they still think Michael Cole would be some sort of draw on Raw. Yeah, Michael is their A guy, right? He's the
0: I think he's a vice president of that announcing division or whatever. But Vic Josephs was there before, and I think he did a great job. He's actually very talented, I think. And so was Tom Phillips, who was there directly before Adnan Burke. I actually didn't think there was anything wrong with Tom Phillips in that position. And Ian Riccoboni, who is the longtime voice of Ring of Honor at this point, he actually went to Twitter and said, Vic Joseph and Tom Phillips are very good. And there are other folks in that pipeline that probably are too. So, Tom Phillips to me seems like the most logical choice, just because he was doing it for months and he can very easily slide in. And then, I've also heard of there's a guy named Jimmy Smith who is actually in the NXT group that has been. I think he started with Stand the Deliver, and he might have been backstage or whatever, but he's been working very hard to come up to speed and. There's possibility with his credentials and things from the past that he might get sl- slid in there, but Adnan Burke came in because he was a Nick Khan guy. That was a Nick Khan choice as he's trying to appeal to outside people that aren't wrestling fans, a familiar face if you're a sports fan or whatever, but he was rejected from pro wrestling fans.
1: So. Yeah, I don't think that's what pro wrestling fans are looking for, or even the fringe fan that likes sports isn't, oh, now that it's got more credibility because... Adnan Verk from Baseball Tonight is involved. People aren't stupid; they still know what the product is, and that it's Vince McMahon running the show. Who, in your opinion,
0: you think is the best? Who has been the best on Raw? Is it Jim Ross? Is it Vince McMahon himself, or is it one of these guys that we've had?
1: It's definitely Jim Ross all time. I love Jim Ross, I and mean, Joey Styles is sure classic. He could do like he's the only guy that I've ever seen do a one man show behind that behind that yep, booth. I'm sure right. that it happens in like smaller federations, but yeah, those two, I love Samoa Joe. I loved what he was doing. I don't know why they let him go. Maybe because he wanted to get back in the ring and they wanted him to stay on commentary. That's the only thing I could think of. Cause it's like, they couldn't have been upset with his commentary. Maybe his contract was too high for just uh, being a commentary guy. Who knows? But I, I really wish he was still around. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it, it'll be interesting because
0: just to summarize pat mcafee was added to smackdown with michael cole the week after wrestlemania and so that moved Corey graves over Corey and byron are now like the number two and number three guys with the play-by-play guy of adnan verk on raw and so now they have to figure out who they're going to plug in apparently they're keeping whatever information they have if there's been a decision it's being held very tight to the vest there's no news on that yet but there's so, they have so many people. They've got look. They've got Nigel McGuinness. They've got Vic Josephs. We talked about Tom Tom Phillips. We've talked about this Jimmy Smith guy that's coming up. They have the other UK commentary team. So they've got a ton of people in that pipeline. What about Daniel Bryan? Hey, there you go, Daniel Bryan. I thought he was very good at the during the Cruiserweight Classic years ago.
1: Yeah, and it could be like his way to get out back on Raw. I don't know if, you know, the, he even had a new contract. Has is, is that been a thing yet? Yeah. If they're being secretive about it, that, that seems like a, it could be a possibility. Sure.
0: And it, it's tough, though, because it's the, the conductor, right? The play-by-play guy is the guy who's doing the transitions and things like that. It's not the color guy. But Corey Graves, I think, can do a lot of that stuff just because he's been doing it for a while. So yeah. even if they brought in a new person in that role, I think that's why Corey was there for Adnan, is that he could help during those things so yeah we shall see I th- i'm i'm optimistic i think it's going to be a good move whatever it is because people were really re- down on adnan birth they didn't like that he didn't know wrestling moves and that he called things the wrong way and he asked byron saxton about hey tell us about that great time when there was kofi mania like it was ages ago and it was literally like two years ago tops
1: years, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we're still living off of kofi mania a little bit so <laughs> right? And then Al Carl timing an Adnan Verk better suited as an anchor rather than a play-by-play guy. You know what? Adnan Verk would have been good for that Renee Young show that Renee was doing on uh, Backstage, it was called, on FS1. He would have been fine in that role, probably, because that's what that is. Yeah. An anchor at a desk, like Al says. Okay, <laughs> well... We have a bunch of other news to get into. That was our top story. Of course, Adnan Deverk is out. But there's other stuff that was going on in terms of staffing at WWE yesterday. He wasn't the only cut. There were massive layoffs in WWE's international, advanced media, and digital divisions and studios. So to summarize what happened, advanced media and digital were combined under Kevin Dunn to one organization that reduces redundancy within departments. WWE Studios, which is your film and TV, they had several different divisions that were streamlined into one single organization. And then the international staff, they have headquarters in different markets across the world they were also streamlined, staffers were let go, and everybody's going to be reporting directly to Nick Khan now to bring alignment with what's going on at WWE HQ. So these are huge Nick Khan changes. And we knew, I think we said a, a few weeks ago or months ago, that Nick Khan came in and he's making changes. And they've given him a lot of rope. He is making a lot of changes in the company.
1: So Yeah, in the background, these all the moving parts that you don't see. So... Maybe yeah. it'll translate into a cleaner product that we do see. So the advanced media group was
0: all your like social platforms and things like that, all the the stuff that they've done in that area. So that has been like a new revenue stream for them over the last couple of years. But I think now they must feel like they have consistency and a, and a process in place and then they can combine it under the digital group as well. And they don't have to have multiple graphic designers and things working in, so you're going to see some a continuity in graphics between both the digital and the advanced media type of stuff.
1: So, right? Yeah, I oh. think there is some consistency there. Hopefully they they can add a rewind function to live Peacock Network stuff because it's very upsetting that I can't start from the beginning. When I'm 20 minutes late to a pay-per-view, I just got to say, oh, I'll watch the first match after.
0: Yeah, if they're laying off people that were working on the WWE Network, they should send them to Peacock. Peacock needs to roll out those features because, that man, is it ticking off people. The worst part is if you start a pay-per-view late and you want to start from the beginning, and you can't. You have to join match in progress that's annoying
1: so yeah it's it's, it takes away from it and then you don't go back and watch that first match because they've definitely mentioned who won it like for the rest of the show so you already know what happened exactly exactly
0: okay that was the main story like i said we had adnan vert got cut all these other wwe layoffs this has been a trend and i think we're probably going to continue to see nick Khan shape the company in a new way as president And uh, he also just bought a really expensive house, which you can Google and find pictures of. So the next news item, Fightful Select reported that the Stadium Stampede match will have a substantial live element to it this time. So so if people remember last year's Stadium Stampede, it was all taped, so it would have been shown on the video screen for anybody that was there live. But this year, I guess they're going to do the Stadium Stampede, but at some point, they must be working their way back into Daly's place. So I think that's a good addition, a good change.
1: Yeah, it's You almost have to if there's going to be fans there. You don't want everybody just staring at a screen for 45 minutes. It's going to be a long match. Yeah. I, I had uh, experience staring at a screen for way too long at the uh, Raw 25th anniversary where it was at two arenas. And I can tell you it just sucks the life out of the crowd.
0: Yeah, and it must have been like that recently when they did Blood and Guts. But I guess because Blood and Guts was a... Main maybe people were okay. They watched, like watching TV and then being there for the main attraction. But yeah, I hope that this, I don't know if the stadium stampede is going to be the main event like it was at last year Double or Nothing, or if it'll be the middle of the show, but how is it not a short, a long match? It's got to be forever long, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. And you got 10 guys and then they all got to get their stuff in and they're all going to have their special spots. So that's 25 minutes right there. And then the rest of it is the normal wrestling. I wonder if it'll be like WrestleMania 12's Hollywood backlot brawl
0: where they start it and then they get to a point and they just cut away and they do more matches and then eventually it comes back. They come back to them fighting into the arena or something. I wonder if that'll be how they do it so that it's, maybe they start it, it's the first thing and then we see clips throughout the night.
1: Yeah, that'd be interesting, and then they'll randomly just start fighting towards the ring in between a couple matches, so then they have to just let them fight, and then they and then they wrestle back off for a little while. I don't think they're going to do that, unfortunately. It's a good idea. I think they're just going to give us one long 45-minute thing. Yeah. It's a huge card, though. Man, it is so big. They've got eight or nine matches. I fully expect
0: this to be a four-hour show. I don't know how it gets less than that. In terms of AEW, Dynamite, again, Dynamite is on Friday this week. So there's no dynamite tonight, but next week dynamites also on Friday. So they're going to have that schedule flipping around for the next couple of weeks, I think, but yes, dynamite next, both this week and next week will be on Friday. So that's that's because of basketball. One of those other sports games. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One of those, one of those ones that has no drama or something. (laughs) They're so predictable. So uh, <laughs> Trevor Murdoch won a battle Royal on last night's episode of NWA power. He'll be the one who faces Nick all next for the 10 pounds of gold. That'll be at their pay-per-view upcoming when our shadows fall. John, I know you know who Nick all is, but Trevor Murdoch, you probably know who he is too from WWE days. Not the most exciting main event,
1: to be honest. No, who was he? I remember the name, but I don't even remember. I can't. Visualize him,
0: Trevor Murdoch. That's what it was, the, it was in WWE too. I
1: think The tag team, you know, yeah, a manager or anything.
0: Yeah, he was part of a tag team. It was him and Garrison Cade as a tag team.
1: What was this in like the mid two thousands or something? Like a couple the time period where I wasn't watching very very uh, religiously.
0: So he is listen. He's a fine wrestler, trained by Harley Race. Nothing wrong with him. He's just not a marquee name, and I the problem is NWA doesn't really have one. They have one other. It's Thunder Rosa. And the two of them shall never meet in the ring, I don't think. Thunder Rosa had her match with Camille last night, and the winner of that match was supposed to get an NWA championship match. And if Thunder Rosa lost, she wasn't allowed to wrestle outside of NWA. They wrestled to a time limit draw, so I have no idea what that means. But (laughs) at, at 20 minutes, it has to be the longest match in power history because power matches usually go about four minutes. Oh. Then I have an update for you regarding New Jersey, John. Oh yeah. Joey Janella and Sonny Kiss, Jersey's own. All is not well. All is not well. Sonny Kiss wrestled Brian Cage on the end of AEW dark last night and team Taz attacked Sonny Kiss after the match and Joey Janela took a walk. He did not come to Sonny, Sonny Kiss's aid. So, Jersey's favorite tag team doesn't look to be doing well.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Wow. We're going to have to pick sides on this one? I don't
0: know. Let's get into NXT from last night because there was definitely some newsworthy stuff. We have our NXT champion, Karrion Cross. He uh, defeated Finn Balor last night in a great main event that ran into overtime. At any point during the match, did you think Finn Balor
1: might walk away with the championship? Not a chance in hell. And that was like a big point for me is I'm sick of these world title matches on every show, not just NXT or all WWE. It happens in AEW and an impact a little bit. These televised, these televised, we know they're not changing hands. The titles, not changing hands in these matches and it takes a lot away from it. Like the, the Kyle O'Reilly thing. And then with this, you know, then you get all the stuff that happens over in AEW when random guys get title shots and then, it hasn't happened randomly since Tommaso Ciampa beat Aleister Black back like over three years ago where it was like, Oh my God, that just really happened on TV except for they have stuff where it's built up. Yeah. We knew Kofi was losing to Brock Lesnar on the first SmackDown. I don't count that. but like just a random title change like that. They need more of the, they need that to happen once in a while or else we're never going to believe that the title is going to change hands.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There was Brody Lee beating Cody. That's maybe didn't know
1: exactly that was going to happen. I'm I'm sorry. I'm talking about world titles. Okay. World title. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. World titles. Yeah. It happens a lot with intercontinental U S yeah. And I get it. Like the main titles should be won and lost on pay-per-view, but then don't have those matches on TV.
0: The biggest one recently, I think is Kenny Omega winning the AW championship. He actually won that on TV, but we all knew it was happening. And I think that's your point, right? Is that, it wasn't a big and that
1: surprise. Was, and that was before fans were back. So TV and pay-per-view were the same at that point. And there was also like a war where like they had to put out, put their best foot forward every few weeks or so True. with a big, with a big show. True. Keith Lee True. won his title on TV also, but that was like True. the great American bash. It wasn't just a regular NXT. True. True. Those, yeah. Those were the
0: pay-per-view style TV shows. Yep. Yeah. So, Carrying Cross's next challenger is going to be determined in a triple threat match next week. It's going to be either Gargano or Riley or Pete Dunn, uh, and I assume this is going to be a, in your house. And I don't see any of those guys beating Carrying Cross either.
1: Yeah, same here. I think they're going to give it to yeah, Pete, probably Pete Dunn. I could see them doing Kyle O'Reilly because that would just be a nice slugfest, but so would Pete Dunn. Yes, Oh. So, what about Johnny Gargano? Thinking-
0: He vacated that title for a reason, right? (laughs) He
1: vacated the title. (laughs) I was like, wait, did he vacate? Oh, no, Bronson Reed won that. There is a backstory because him and, because what him and, what's his face? I always forget his name. Loomis? No, Austin Theory. Yeah. When they went and gave him the double kicks and whatnot, there's a backstory there. So I could see them doing that. It's good that all three of these guys are formidable opponents Then we don't know who's going to win. We don't know who's going to be the next challenger, but we can pretty well,
0: I pretty well think that, Kieran Cross will be mowing over any one of them
1: when it comes time. Yeah, it's going to be a while before he drops that belt. And I can't imagine who it's going to be, too, unless they stretch it out so far that it's like Dexter Loomis or something.
0: Yeah, some somewhere way down the road. Maybe Balter. Vol- yeah. I don't know. Wow. Frankie Monet made her debut with a win over Cora Jade. What did you think of the whole presentation? Right, it, To me, it was exactly what you expect from Frankie Monet.
1: Yeah, I, I was very taken aback by that giant jacket slash gown slash whatever that she was wearing. I was like, that's not going to, I don't think that's going to stand the test of time, her coming down with that every single time. But if she does more power to her, I'd like to see her bring the dog out and have the dog just running around the ring during the <laughs> matches. But that would probably take the focus off of the in-ring action. So maybe that's something for down the line. But, she needs a uh, handler
0: like she had before with Johnny Bravo. She needs a handler to bring the dog out. Although when they get into big live crowds again, I don't know that the dogs might get scared of all that, but I'm sure they can get one train. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, she confirmed that she is not turning face. I think that's that's what we got from, from the end of that match between Raquel Dakota uh, and Shotzi and Ember.
1: Yeah, I kind of thought that they were going to start the rift between Dakota and and Big Mommy Cool, but I guess that's for further down the line. We'll probably get – we might even get Raquel versus Shotzi versus Ember in a three-way where she could stack them like Roman Reigns or something like that.
0: She should. Raquel is form- formidable. I think that would be nice. Absolutely. And then Ted DiBiase, he appears to be aligning himself with L.A. Knight and not cameron grimes so
1: i that was perfect and somehow cameron grimes came out the baby face out of all of that yeah you know we got the all like and that was a genuine awe from the crowd when he said that he looked up to him and then he just got the rug swept out from underneath him. he got his basketball kicked away at night did he? he's like it's just this—the
0: whole commentary from Grimes was hysterical. I didn't know until recently that you could kick a basketball away from a kid, and still people would like you because you got money. People would like you what you do. I didn't know it. <laughs> oh, Ted DiBiase talking about the million-dollar legacy. It sure seems like that million-dollar championship belt's coming back, doesn't it?
1: Isn't that what the legacy is? It is. I... Could they do it? Absolutely. I would love to see that uh, L.A. Knight holding that belt. The last person to hold that belt was who? Uh, the ringmaster, Austin. Steve Austin? Yeah. You know, and then before that, I guess it was Virgil for a little while because they had a little feud between the two of them. But it was always just Million Dollar Man, and then Austin had it for a little bit. So it's it's a good little lineage to be a part of if L.A. Knight can wear sure. that over his shoulder and around his waist, even if it's not recognized technically yeah, but which belt's better, FTW or the
0: Million Dollar Championship?
1: Historically, I would say the FTW belt, but they're not really doing much with it on Cage. He he's not defending it or anything like that. Yeah. Let's
0: hope for the best for the million dollar, uh, the million dollar legacy for sure. All right. Also, Pete Dunne got a win over Bobby Fish and that and they set up Oni Lorcan versus Bobby Fish down the road. And then Mercedes Martinez defeated Zeta in action Ramir. And that was a quick match.
1: Yeah, I thought her name was
0: Zeon Ruff. <laughs> That's right, Zeon Ruff. Yep. <laughs> and then, let's see. So finally, on a, next week, we have that triple threat match to determine across as number one contender. And then we also have MSK versus Legato Del Fantasma. That'll be for the NXT Tag Team Championships. So two big matches for next week.
1: Yeah, I love seeing that Santos is coming after Bronson Reed, man. Just... The, just like we were calling, he's going to start climbing that ladder. Maybe he'll be the one to take the belt off a carry and cross in about a year or so eventually.
0: So I have to say, my mom tipped me off to a wrestling story this morning. And I was I was there, but I didn't really know how mainstream the story had gotten. And that's the John Cena story that he's been in recently. We'll get to that in a second. Of course, the Taiwan and the China thing. But first and foremost, John, has your son or you watched Wipeout with John Cena yet on television?
1: I don't know if my son has watched it. I'm sure he's come across it on his YouTube adventures. I I watched half an episode, like the end of one. I just caught it. I was like, oh, I'll check it out. It was. It's cool. It's just like any other one of these shows. The Miz had one. Cody Rhodes has one, right? They're all pretty oh, bad, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah, I like the one that was that was old that had the Japanese people, but it yeah. was dubbed over in English, but it was like all funny stuff. Uh, the one, that used to come on either before or after Raw years and years ago. I loved that one.
0: Yeah, I think that if this was dubbed over with stuff that was funny, it'd be better too. But. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the co-host has some funny lines sometimes, but she's a little too, like, it's all the jokes she's making about herself. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so the real John Cena news that hit yesterday was that he was doing a promotional video for Fast 9, the movie coming out, and he called Taiwan a country. He basically was saying that Taiwan's the first country that'll be able to see this. And China blew up and got mad at him because they believe that Taiwan's, well, independently governed, is part of their territory. So John Cena went on social media and he apologized. He said, he basically said that he was sorry to the Chinese people and that he loves the Chinese people and he loves China and all that. He spoke in Mandarin and for that, he has been called pathetic and gutless and everything else under the sun because he, he apologized to China and he did what Hollywood has always done and that's bow down to the Chinese market.
1: They will bow down to the Chinese government. That's the thing. Like this has nothing to do with the Chinese people. It is not, it's not anything like that. It's about their communist government and the way that they censor everything and they make sure everything is a certain way for their people and denying things that's happened in the past. I don't know if I'm going to have to apologize to China after this episode or else we might get canceled. But I don't know if YouTube's even in China. <laughs> Facebook or YouTube, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, true.
0: But uh, Apple Podcasts is so yeah. We better keep it on the DL. He was sharply criticized by politicians and people and media and everything like that. But basically, Taiwan's a, a been a sovereign, democratically controlled country for, for a long time, and they're under China's thumb. So a lot of people don't like that he bowed down to them, and it's historically it's been ha- it's been happening for a long time where American business does this. Even the general manager of the Houston Rockets in 2019 tweeted support for Hong Kong's Democratic protests, and, and he issued an apology as well. John Cena's not the first one to do it, but every time somebody big like John Cena does it, they're going to fall under sharp criticism because...
1: I, I, I... I could see where the Houston Rockets guy is coming from because he's not a multi-multi-multi millionaire like John Cena. Like he was protecting his job, and, and he had to lose some respect from from a lot of people to do that. But with John Cena, he is John Cena. He he has so much money already. Like the fact that he would need to do this and go back on on the words that he said. And what about the people of Taiwan? Does he not respect them and love them? Because I'm sure they have a lot of di- a much different. Perspective than the people of Ch- than the government of China.
0: What's interesting, and, and this is John Cena being a very well spoken individual. He never said, "I'm sorry that I called Taiwan a country." He apologized to the China Chinese people and to China. He is he never used those words. So he he just it's You could read it as, "I'm sorry, I offended you," type of apology. Now we all know what he <laughs> meant, but. It's in you know, what he was bowing down to, but he used his words well, very.
1: Carefully. I mean that, that changes it a little bit for me. I'm guilty of just being a headline reader on this one and just discussing it with others. I I didn't you know see the video or read a transcript. If he didn't, if he didn't denounce the fact that Taiwan is a country, then yeah, it, it makes it a little better. He's just yeah you know, going through the motions. Yeah, sorry I said yeah exactly what you said. Sorry I offended you, but sorry not sorry. Yeah, exactly. Better, but it's still. It's, a lot of kids look up to him, too. And, sure, they, and sure. they could it could be perceived the wrong way by them. Oh, you're bowing down to a communist country. I, communism must be great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. That's a great point. All right, John, anything
0: else that we need to discuss this morning? Any words of advice for John Cena
1: or anybody? Oh, no, I have a wor- more words of advice about moving. And it's don't take the time you have between your move between now and the time you have to move for granted, because I haven't packed anything but my kitchen that I was bitching about last week (laughs) that I don't have anything to cook with. So now I have to, I got to have everything done by Saturday and it's Wednesday now. And I have to have everything moved except for the big stuff by myself. So it's going to be a a tough three days ahead of me. So plan ahead, plan ahead when you're moving, figure things out. (laughs)
0: I have a little bit of advice for people too. And that's if you are a pro wrestler and you are driving down the road in the year 1987, maybe don't be drinking beer while you're driving because as Hacksaw, Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik both experienced on this day in 1987, you'll get pulled over. You'll also get tickets for drinking beer while driving and for possession of cocaine and marijuana and if you don't tell your company afterwards, you're probably going to get fired, which is what happened to the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan in 1987. Clean it up, guys. Clean it up.
1: <laughs> and it effectively ended the Sheik's wrestling career, and then Hacksaw Jim Duggan went on to win the first Royal Rumble.
0: Yeah, Duggan would come back two months later. The Sheik was fired, and he did return as Colonel Mustafa A few years later but it pretty much was the end of his run in WWE so
1: so. now he just makes a living off of hating Hulk Hogan on social media
0: all right guys that's it for today now I am going to go ahead and tell you all the different ways that you can support the daily wrestling news show at the end of the show today that got messed up in the beginning so here's that video and then we will see you tomorrow If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out bodyslamclothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to bodyslamclothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John Nicani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. The coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at prowrestlingpick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at Brigade.com. and of course this show the daily wrestling news show we're here every day monday through thursday and occasionally on friday you can listen to us on apple Podcasts and spotify or watch us live on facebook and youtube at 10 a.m this is the daily wrestling news show and we thank you for your support